Welcome to episode 138 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the power of holiness. Let's dive in. I love what Leonard Ravenhill used to say. He used to make the statement that in today's culture, we are more afraid of holiness than we are of sin. And what a great depiction of our modern society. And even though the statement was made several decades ago, it just seems like perhaps more than ever before, we as a society have begun so, we've gotten so comfortable with sin and just depravity and the twisted realities of this world that when we talk about this idea of holiness, we actually kind of go, Ugh, I don't know if I want that. And yet we're more comfortable with sin in our lives than we are with holiness. And what a sad state of the church when we have grown more accustomed to sin and we've allowed sin in our lives rather than press into the reality of holiness. You recognize that holiness in scripture is never a negative. It's always in the positive. Holiness is not a list of things you don't get to do. Holiness is, wow, you actually get to partake of the divine nature of God, that his life gets to be inside of you. What an incredible reality. And this is a positive. In fact, I've noticed that the more that I focus upon Jesus and his life and his righteousness and his holiness, the the more the things of this world do, in fact, as that great old hymn said, grow strangely dim. Well, recently I've been pondering this idea, perhaps from a different angle. And it's this idea of, as we look at a culture today, it seems that sin is overwhelming. It seems like sin is powerful. It seems that sin is literally has everybody in its grip. And yet when you come to scripture, you recognize, especially in the book of Romans, Paul is just adamant with this idea that, hey, you are not to be a slave to sin. That Christ upon the cross has set you free from the power of darkness and has enabled you, or as Colossians says, he's brought you into the, his, the kingdom of his dear son. But he has set you free to walk in the triumph and the holiness and the righteousness of our king. And so therefore, no longer do I have to yield myself unto unrighteousness. No longer do I have to just give myself over to the junk of this world I can, in fact, live triumphant. I can, as Paul declares, be more than a conqueror, not in my own strength, not my wisdom or my ability, but in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So while it may seem like in this world that sin has power, it seems like that sin has a grip, you realize that sin actually has no power and authority over those who are in Christ Jesus. That yes, we can submit ourselves and we can give ourselves unto sin, but sin actually has no power. We're we're no longer under the tyranny, the, the thumb of sin any longer. That the shackles of sin have been broken and in Christ Jesus, we have been redeemed. We've been forgiven and set free from the clutch, the power, the grip of sin itself. Well, as I've just been pondering this idea fresh in my own life, just this concept that Actually, holiness is more powerful than the grip of sin. It's just just been interesting as I've just looked at the spans of scripture to recognize that as you walk through the old covenant, there's this idea of, hey, don't 
touch sin. Or perhaps better said, the moment that sin touches you, it consumes. So there's this idea that, hey, if if I had a sacrifice and I had this lamb and I was leading it unto the temple for a sacrifice, you realize that if something unclean touched the little lamb, oh no, my sacrifice is now unclean. It has been tarnished and now it is unfit for a sacrifice. Which is, again, one of the reasons why, you know, when, when you talk about the sick and the needy and the destitute, the reason a good Jew wouldn't touch, say, a leper is because that is a picture of God's wrath or his condemnation or his judgment upon apparently their sin. So I'm not going to reach out and just touch a leper. Why? Because, ooh, I, I don't want their sin to get all over me. But I love this idea that as you come into the New Testament, Jesus tends to flip this thing on its head. I, I love the fact that as you get into the book of Matthew specifically, Matthew is writing to the Jews. And obviously Matthew is writing to this group of people who have that mindset that, hey, I, I don't just allow the junk just to touch me. Ooh, I just, uh. Why? Because if I'm walking the streets and the Gentile dust gets upon me and I don't cleanse myself, well, then the food that I eat, you know, is, is going to be contaminated and it's going to just corrupt my life. And But I love what Jesus does. Uh, and I know that in chapter four, uh, it's talking about the fact that here's Jesus. He calls his first disciples. And in verse 23, he's going throughout all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and diseases among the people. And it says that they brought to him the sick people who were taken with various diseases and tormented with pain, those who were possessed by demons and those who had seizures and those who had paralysis, and he healed them. I love that idea. But the very first passage where Jesus is encountering someone with a sickness is in chapter 8. So it's right after the Sermon on the Mount, and he's been proclaiming this incredible passage, this message of the kingdom, the life of the kingdom. And in chapter 8, it says that when he came down from the mountains, this large crowd followed him. And a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now get verse 3. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the leper, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You realize from a Jewish perspective, here's a man who is full of sin. In fact, the judgment upon his life is the leprosy which we physically see. And so the reason we would never touch the man is, oh, I I don't want to get his sin all over me. But isn't it amazing that Jesus, who is perfect holiness, marches right out to the man and is willing to touch the man to get into the middle of his mess. And in so doing, it's not that sin has more power and therefore contaminates. It's that holiness is so great that holiness is busting into the middle of where sin was reigning and is changing that which was sinful. Now, again, whether this is a result of sin actually doesn't matter because that was the Jewish perspective. And it's just been fascinating to look at our lives. And it's like, well, we, we, we kind of shy away from so much saying, well, no, no, if I, you know, if I do this or do that, I'm going to be contaminated. And it's like we've actually given sin this overwhelming power in our mind. Now, please don't hear me wrong. Sin is corrupting. Sin is destroying. Sin is twisted. Sin is going to lead you down a path that that is going to cost you everything. I, I, I get that. But what I'm trying to poke at is this idea that for whatever reason in our culture, it just seems even in the church, we just have this presumption that sin is is greater than even God's power. But here, I love the fact that Jesus is showing that in God, God has all the power. 
that sin actually has no authority. Sin cannot trump God's holiness. I think that's beautiful because what that means for our life is that if I'm in Christ and Christ isn't me and therefore he is producing his holiness in and through my life, you realize, as Paul says in Romans chapter 6, that sin actually has no authority in your life. Now, that doesn't mean you don't sin. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. But what I'm saying is, yes, you can willingly submit yourself on a sin. But sin in and of itself has no power in your life. Therefore, you can walk triumphant. You, You can live out this epic Christian life that you're called to live. Why? Because you have the Holy One of God living inside of you through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And I think this is one of the reasons why Jesus was so willing to hang out with the sinners and the tax collectors, because he realized that just by hanging out with sinners, he's not going to become sinful. It's that he is so holy that his holiness is going to be pressed upon the people around him. See, wouldn't it be interesting if I was willing to hang out with the destitute and the the sinner and just the you know, the guys that we just tend to just kind of brush aside. Why? Because, well, I don't want to have what they've got. But yet Jesus willingly poured his life out. He was willingly, in his overwhelming love, hanging out with the unlovable. See, what if I could look at my life and my situation and all the temptations that bombard my life? And what if I begin to recognize that they have no power, that I do not have to submit, I do not have to give in? And that is the triumphant reality of God's word, which we've often talked about on this on this podcast. But you realize that God's holiness is far grander, far stronger, and far more powerful than any sin or temptation. That when sin comes knocking on your door, you don't have to go crouching in fear. Why? Because if you are a Christian and your life is in him and his, his life is in you, well, then you can actually face that temptation and be triumphant. Sin doesn't have to overtake you. You actually can walk in the freedom, in the purity, in the righteousness, in the holiness, and all that God has designed you to live in. I think that is great news. And in a day and age where sin is glorified, and in a day and age where even the churches, it's like seems to be succumbing to just junk, you realize that we who are filled with the Holy One of God, His Holy Spirit, you realize, should not be pushed around by the things of this world. Rather, again, as that old hymn says, as I turn my eyes upon Jesus and I look full in his wonderful face, then the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Could you begin to look at what's going on around you, not as more powerful than Jesus, See, wouldn't it be interesting if I looked at the giants of my life and just kind of smirked and I no longer had to tell God how big my giants were. See, what if I began to tell my giants how big my God was? See, it's not the giants that are actually intimidating. See, they really have no power. And yes, they are giants in our life because we're far smaller. And yet compared to God, they are just winkadink. They they are nothing in view of the greatness and the grandeur of Jesus Christ. So you can walk in triumph. You can walk in victory. You can walk in purity. Why? Because the one who is holy has come to invade your life and you realize when that which is holy 
gets into that which is unholy and makes that which is unholy holy. So you and I in and of ourselves cannot be holy. You in and of ourselves in our own strength, in our own willpower, in our own gritting of the teeth will never produce holiness. In fact, Isaiah says the best you and I can produce is but filthy rags. But when God who is holy comes to invade our lives via his Holy Spirit, you realize he begins to take that which is unholy and make it holy. And if you were to put sin up against holiness, sin has no chance because sin cannot conquer holiness. See, bad cannot conquer good. See, holiness triumphs. Christ triumphs. And what if we in the church today lived from that reality? See, it's not that we go trifling with sin. It's not that we just play around with sin. See, that that is foolish. Paul says, should we keep on sinning that grace may abound? Forbid not. No. Why, Why would you even think that? No, says Paul. But you realize that when sin comes knocking at the door, I don't have to fear. I don't have to be pushed around because the living God, the Holy One lives inside of my life. And nothing can conquer him. So as long as I remain in him and he remains in me, wow, I can actually be more than a conqueror. I can live triumphant. See, I want to march into 2020, this brand new year that we're, we're, we're heading into. See, I want to march into this new year with that reality. See, I want to come into this Christmas season with that reality. And what an amazing reality that is. Oh, and I want that for you. Well, I hope that was just a fresh reminder and encouragement that you don't have to be pushed around by sin, that holiness is far more powerful and far more great. In fact, far more fun than even sin. Sin has nothing on holiness. In fact, I've heard it once said that the greatest thing of hell still pales in comparison to the trash heaps of heaven. In other words, the very worst thing in heaven is still far more grand than the very best thing that sin has to offer. I just love that thought. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 138 for episode 138. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.